On today's Christmas Stories podcast, we'll have some fun and brighten your day. I'm John Fuller, and we're going to be giving some practical ways that you can enjoy the holidays without all the stress. And I'm joined by the one and only Lisa Anderson, who hosts our Boundless show. And Lisa, this is a time of year when we can all kind of get overwhelmed by the to-do list of everything that has to be accomplished it is a little weird, though. It's we, we get these stressful situations, and they are huge at the time, but then we end up laughing about them years later. <laughs> okay, well, I have something that I'm not laughing about yet. Maybe I will in 10 years, but last year, I'm having a little PTSD over this. I went to go get my tree, and while getting the tree or on the way home, I got rear-ended. And uh, a young guy who was delivering pizza, and he was like, I'm so sorry, I was looking at my receipts. I'm like, no problem, whatever. Go to file with insurance. He totally lied, and we ended up having to just do a no-fault whatever, Uh so I was bitter about that. (laughs) Then (laughs) I got injured while putting up my tree only to come home that Sunday after church and find the tree had fallen. I'm sorry, ornaments you, uh, just shattered. explain to us how you get injured putting a Christmas tree up. Okay, so... I mean, was it like in a difficult place? Um, no, here's the problem. Last year at this time, I happened to have foot surgery. Yeah, boot on. I had a huge boot on, mm-hmm. and I was trying to decorate my tree while on a scooter. <laughs> So one of those knee scooter things. I moved yes. around the tree to put something up, and I fell off the Wipe scooter. <laughs> so I wasn't quite prepared but for that. The good news so. was you could take some pain meds, and all the stress went away. I, ha- I was already on pain meds, so yeah. that did help. So, okay. but it was very traumatic. I just want you well, to know I, that. I, I offer you hope because for me, one of the stressful times was same kind of deal. We went up into the mountains, cut a Christmas tree down, came around. Uh, back into Colorado Springs, and I glanced left, I glanced right, I looked left again and proceeded, but the person in front of me had stopped before Mm -hmm. they actually merged into traffic, Mm -hmm. and so I uh, had a little... Fender bender. <laughs> and, more uh, accidents it happen wasn't overly with trees. stressful, but I'm okay. So just hope for you that in, uh, I think that was like 20 years ago. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll just be I'll fine. I'll get over it. Well, one of our most popular broadcast guests uh, does speak about stress. That's Kathy Lip. She has uh, a great insight into life. She has a great laugh as well. And here's some excellent advice on how to live an organized life so you can avoid the stress of this holiday season. Let me talk about that perfect thing, because yeah. I think for Jean, that's an area where she can fall mm. into, because she wants it to be just right. Right. And that can create a lot of pain, especially yeah. if I'm the one doing the outside Christmas lights. Right. And I'm running out of, you know, uh, lights, and I'm running out of electrical cord, but she yeah. wanted them in this tree, not in that tree, and it I'm going... It sounds like you have some personal yeah, experience yeah, with just this. Hypothetically. Just, just hypothetically. We, we, have a, we have a counseling line, Jen, here at Focus on the yeah, Family. Okay. Yeah, probably. Get ready. But that idea of perfection versus happiness and joy, talk about that distinction. Well, it is so easy. I think that as women, we have to block out these voices that are telling us what Christmas is supposed to look like. Because if you look at the magazines, if you look at HGTV, God bless them. But the standard is so high. And if this is something you struggle with, may I suggest maybe Pinterest is not the place for you to hang out 
until maybe January 2nd. Right, to get your examples. <laughs> right, because one, it's never going to look like it does on TV or on Pinterest. And so that builds up frustration. And then also, I think that sometimes we're doing these things to impress the wrong people. We want everybody else to think that we are that picture postcard Christmas family. And we know the inner turmoil that's going on. We know that not everybody is always happy, but we want to put up that that wall to the world that says, no, we've got it all going on. No, we've got it all together. And I think that that limits relationships within your family and with your friends, because mm -hmm. if they really do believe that you've got Martha Stewart locked in a closet and you know, <laughs> she's just making all this happen for you and you're just that kind of person, it's hard to connect with somebody like that. But when you can say, you know what, we're keeping it simple this year because we've got a lot of other things going on. And so I think the the idea of perfect and a lot of people don't give themselves grace even when they're in a tough situation maybe you don't have the finances to make the christmas that you've always made maybe you don't have the energy mm. or the space you've downsized or the time to really recognize that and say you know what i the first gift i'm gonna give this season is grace to myself that's a good gift yeah it really is and it's a rare one well, it is so hard, John, I think, to not want to be perfect and have your entire holiday season be perfect. But the bummer is that if you don't, it's like you don't enjoy like what is right in front of you. You miss it, and then you head into the new year all resentful because you didn't celebrate the holidays in the way you wanted. And I know um, myself, because I am single, I have a housemate, and I'm like super controlling. So she was just I, saying... Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I don't picture you as super controlling. I know. I I am. I'm super controlling. Okay. Um, and she was like, hey, you know, let's, this was a few weeks ago, obviously. She's like, let's put up some uh, holiday decorations. And I'm like, we are not decorating anything until we clean that stove. And I'm like, <laughs> so I got all crazy. I'm like crazy woman. Oh. So she had to actually like leave the house so I could, in my controlling fashion, clean everything just the way I wanted it. Because heaven forbid there should be a piece of decor up when there was like dust yeah, around the house. You've got a roommate. Somehow the Lord knew I needed more <laughs> sanctification than you. So I yeah. have six children who make well. me realize there's no way. I just give up. I yeah. give up all that control. It's yeah. got to be good Then enough. I try to be all about hospitality. Like people come into our home, but take off your shoes. Do not put anything down. Do not leave any trace. Get the glass. It's like backpacking. Of, uh, Get the glass <laughs> off of that wood thing because exactly. it's going to leave a ring. Yeah, okay. So obviously we're feeling some stress here, Lisa and I, and we want you to avoid the stress. So keep listening. Let me just quickly say one of the things that we've mentioned in previous episodes is with Advent around the corner, it's never too late to get your free downloadable Advent calendar. It's called Knowing Him by Name. We've got that. Uh, just go to focusonthefamily.com slash Christmas Stories. Okay, John, I'm actually digging this next section of the conversation that you and Jim had with Kathy, where she's going to get into some practical ways that we can be organized for Christmas. You talk about the four steps to kick off Christmas in the right way. Uh, touch on those. Okay, the very first thing is to find out what's important to your family. <laughs> now, uh, how, do you, how do you do that? Well, okay, so I think that sometimes we're so stuck in tradition right. that we're 
carrying on traditions that really are not meaningful anymore. I remember we had this beautiful advent calendar and every year it had these 24 pockets in it and I would wrap up these little tiny ornaments that my kids were then to hang on the tree. And so every day, Justin would open the odd ones, Kimberly would open the even ones and they loved it. They would rush downstairs. It was so much fun. And we talk about what we're anticipating for Christmas. Well, one year, I think Justin was probably nine he I said Justin you're the first one to open the advent present and he said wait is there money in there and I said no tide had turned the tide had turned and I probably kept going on that advent calendar for another couple of years because it was important to me but it was no longer important to the people that it was intended for. So we rolled it up and I waited till my my brother had a child and she got to do the advent. But sometimes we're carrying on traditions that have no meaning to our kids uh. and or to other family members. So find out what's important. When I asked my family what was important, you know, we would have this huge menu every single year. And anytime somebody said that they liked something that I made, that went on the menu. When I finally said, okay, what's important to you guys for us to have on that menu? Roger makes a cranberry and pumpkin no-bake cheesecake. He makes two. One's cranberry, one's pumpkin. That was the only thing my kids could come up with that was important to them. <laughs> oh. So why am I killing myself with all these different desserts, the appetizer? I could do turkey, stuffing, and cranberry cheesecake and be done, and everybody would be perfectly happy. But we get we keep up with this stuff because we've done it before. And we're wearing ourselves out. So ask your family what's important to them. Um, the second one is to figure out what's important to you. And maybe it's the church service that you want to make sure that you go to. Maybe it's driving around and looking at Christmas lights oh, with Jane your kids. Oh, uh, Yeah. We, every year what we do, we have a very old minivan and it seats seven of us. And so what we do, we rarely use this car except for when we go look at Christmas lights. We drive through Starbucks, we get our coffee and our hot chocolate or whatever. And then one of our kids has mapped out the best Christmas lights oh, in wow. our area. And we just make a whole night of it. It is so much fun. And then third, it's gathering your Christmas stash. We all have stuff that maybe you've bought throughout the year, or maybe it's leftovers from last year. In fact, every year on my calendar, or at least the last two years, let me say that, uh, around September 1st, I put on my calendar, don't buy Christmas wrap. You have plenty <laughs> because you forget from year to year what yeah. you have. And so what I do is I gather all that stuff. I kind of take an inventory and say, what do I really do? Are there things I scotch tape? I need scotch <laughs> tape. I'm not going to run out again this year. Uh, do I need bows? What kind of things do I need? So I gather all that together so that I'm not buying extra things. We that put I don't all that need. in plastic tubs. So oh yeah. I'm are grateful to Jane. Yes, we are yes. a little organized and, that way. And that's exactly it is. Do you have a place for that kind of stuff? And we talk about that in the book and then fourth. And I think this is the key, especially for us moms who do too much is make a list of how other people can help you. 
And so if your husband loves to do the Christmas lights, put that on the list. If one of your kids decides that they want to be a junior master chef, then they are assigned to a couple of food items. And that could be a disaster. (laughs) It could, but you know what? It's going to be one of those family stories you tell for years to come. Making memories. Also, if you have people coming over to your house for dinner and you're saying, people are saying, what can I bring? And you're saying, oh, nothing. You're, you're setting yourself up for failure. Let other people help you. So make a list of how other people can help you. There's so much truth to what Kathy just said there. And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but we had a Thanksgiving where uh, Dina didn't even make a turkey. I mean, it was just brought. All the food was brought by all these people that joined us. It was really very enjoyable, not just because we didn't have to do the work, but because it was so different. The food was way different than we anticipated and kind of out of the box for us, but it was really enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I've been at Christmases where they've had like Chinese food. I mean, honestly, John, does anyone even like turkey? That is a tradition in some circles. This is where, yeah. It is. I'm just like, if you can't make a turkey and make it good, do not even try. Too many people try, you know, they go from Thanksgiving or then they go into the You haven't had turkey lo mein. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, whatever. What I thought was super awesome is one of her practical tips that I like to extend a little bit is to not be ashamed of having that emergency gift stash. It's like, I've got my little Christmas gift stash where it's like, "Uh uh-oh, so-and-so gave me a gift. I got to have something for them. And it's like the awkward candle or whatever. But you got to have those gifts because you don't want to be like frantically running around or crocheting a sweater or something like that at the last minute. You just need to be prepared. I and am so just do that say, well ahead of time. Yeah, dollar store candle. When you not just dollar store like that. that is yeah. super tacky, John. No. no, but when you get a candle from me, you're gonna know that <laughs> you are on my emergency <laughs> gift list. Okay, now lest you think that Christmas is all for the women, we're gonna turn a corner here because it's important for us guys to prepare for the holidays as well. Kathy Lip, once again, uh, for this episode, and I think every man will find this helpful. Kathy, for guys, I mean, we are so Mm -hmm. guilty of waiting far too long. It's always Mm. Christmas Eve, and we're going, oh, my goodness, we got to get some shopping done. (laughs) And, you know, it's even a joke in the culture how late mostly guys wait. You know, Uh, I used to work on commission as a salesperson. I loved you guys coming at the the last minute. That made my year. I mean, we can get it done pretty fast, but (laughs) (laughs) that's not ideal. And when is it good to start uh, planning for these things the first of December, just after Thanksgiving. You know, I'm really kind of a November girl. I want to enjoy December. I really do. And I think there are so many organizations and so many people around me who really work to make Christmas special. And so I'm trying to get some of that done in advance. And just for the guys out there, Start listening to what your wife is saying. She's probably dropping some well-placed hints of some things that she would like. <laughs> and go and do take care of it early because you don't want to be down to, well, I got you an umbrella because that's the only thing that they had. Oh, Let, uh, unless she are, needs an umbrella. Well, What's okay. Wrong? <laughs> slippers? Um, let's just say no woman needs an umbrella for Christmas from the man <laughs> she loves. Let's just put it out there. It's better okay? than a blender. Yeah, it is better than a blender unless she's asked for a blender. You okay. are absolutely right. And uh, some of those old things about, you know, I used to tell 
tell my husband, don't ever buy me anything that plugs in. Well, that's just wrong because, I, you know, he's bought me so many things that I've really, really enjoyed. But he listens. He knows that he's not a natural gift giver. So he listens to the hints. And even the things I've just said, oh, I wish this would make my life so much easier. It really is good to start listening or ask her friends. You're probably, you can probably catch up with them on Facebook. Can you be listening for something for my wife for Christmas? Now, is he listening better or are you just dropping better hints? Oh, it's a combination <laughs> of the both. It's a good marriage enhancing tip. There we go. I like that. <laughs> you talk also about creating a holiday mission statement. Yeah. Now, that one I kind of went, what? I know. Survive. 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 That's the mission statement. I would like us to come out of Christmas better than we entered. And so this is what I'm saying. Oftentimes, if we are not purposeful about what we want to do about Christmas, then we're going to let others dictate what it's going to look yeah. like. Well, what does that statement look like? Well, you know, there have been times where my statement has been one word. You know, I want to increase the joy in my life. And that means that I am probably spending more time in my quiet time. Or maybe it's saying, hey, we want, our family's going through some transition. In fact, this year, that's what's happening for us. We, for the first time, have a son-in-law this year. And so that's a different dynamic. And so one of the things, and we love him, by the way. We're crazy about this guy. We've prayed for him for a long time. He's a perfect <laughs> match for our daughter. But it also means that we're sharing with more people this holiday. And so one of the things we've had to say is that we want this Christmas to be the most relaxed Christmas of our lives. And so what we're saying is, hey, if we don't celebrate on the 25th, we're okay with that. If we are, what's important to us is that the people we love are there. So what it looks like it can be, we want it to be relaxed. So one of the things we're planning on doing, and people cannot believe that we're doing this, for our big family gathering, we have the best pizza place in the world right next to us. <laughs> we're ordering pizza for that night. Now, some people just went, what? How I, could you do that? I know. And we're still going to have a turkey another time. But the big family meal, we want to enjoy the people who are going to be there. And we're inviting his family to come over. We're celebrating on a different day. It's going to look very different this year. But so often it's about, and we just got done putting on a wedding. Like all of our fancy is used up at this point. <laughs> you only have a tank of so much fancy. Exactly. And so we are going to go for relaxed and connected this year. I think that'll create a far better environment, actually. See, I like that. Yeah. Personally, but... Um... And you know, another year when I want to do the fancy, we'll bring it back out. Okay, so uh, how does a husband help his wife pull back from all those projections <laughs> John, and really? all that desire? You don't. Uh, I, have <laughs> to, I have a friend. You go with the flow. I have a friend. I have a friend. I would say have a conversation early and find out what's important to your wife. That's the thing. Maybe she's doing all the fancy because she's trying to impress people that, and I'm not saying that it's anybody in this room. I'm just saying that sometimes we're trying to impress imaginary people or we're trying to get the right picture for Facebook or something like that. We've got this agenda in the back of our head that really is kind of meaningless. But if, if your spouse, if your wife gets delight is she has that gift of hospitality where she can really entertain and it's lovely and it doesn't stress her out it brings her so much joy invite us over to your house please <laughs> but lots of people are not set up that way and we need to have room for both kinds one in a million yeah exactly <laughs>
I am a guy that loves to have a plan. So as Kathy talked about, that is not just good holiday advice, but having a plan is good life advice. Yeah, I would say, John, what guys need to do is they need to, like, learn some new strategies for gift giving, like, for their wives. Like, why do not— I'm stuck on the dollar store candle for some No, reason. that is horrific. What all <laughs> men need to know is how to navigate Groupon and Living Social. Like, all these men out there that are, like, looking for random sweaters for their wives, like, they can pick out their clothes. Or, like, my sister— Got an abdominizer from her husband. Excuse me, what is that? It's supposed to reduce belly fat. Like who? Okay, first of all, that Eminently is like, useful, it sounds like. That is marital <laughs> counseling waiting to happen. That is horrific. She was mortified. We all were mortified. It was so bad. I would not Another do friend's husband gave her a frying pan. Come on, guys. Get on Groupon. Groupon experiences. Um, find a concert that your wife would love, want to go to. You can get these little getaways where it's like super cheap hotel rates. Something awesome you can surprise her with. Get in front of the computer and get busy on it. Okay. Now, I'm not going to suggest that you're stressing me out, but there is some stress <laughs> creeping into my life just even right now. So I'm going to scooch off. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take off, and you can just finish out this episode. <laughs> Seriously, what when you feel stress, Lisa, what's one way that you kind of breathe and drink in the holiday joy? Yeah. So one thing I have to do, because I'm kind of a classic procrastinator. I mean, in college, I had a literature and communications degree. My senior year, I did not write a paper until the day before, like any of my papers. it was So it was, it was an all-nighter kind of thing. It was horrible. They were great, I'm sure. So as I approach the holidays, especially Christmas, what I make myself do is do one thing a day, even tackling one thing, whether that's wrapping a gift, whether that's making a recipe, writing a card to someone so that it doesn't all creep up on me and I'm pulling all-nighters like I was in college. And in the meantime... I like to just sit and chill and, like, gather some friends, play some games, sit and listen to my Christmas music, be by myself, turn down a party invitation if I need some alone time. It's just all about prioritizing and kind of pacing yourself. Yeah, I appreciate that. And the introvert in me is surrounded by people all the time here at work, at Mm -hmm. home. And so I like to go for a drive. And um, I don't listen to Christmas music necessarily, but just a drive, just a a drive (laughs) kind of cleanses my mind and soul. And this is going to sound horrible, but I also stay up late. I outlast everybody in the home, so I just have quiet with me in the tree, basically. Mm -hmm. That is a really special time for me just to kind of sit and remind myself of what the season is about and ask God to speak because there's so much going on. If I don't make that time at the end of a day or of a end of a week just to be quiet in front of the tree and ultimately him, I'm not going to hear him. So yeah. I try to carve that time out. Well, we've so appreciated Kathy Lipp's observations throughout this episode and hope you did too. Uh, for follow-up, stop by the website. Kathy Lipp created a stocking stuffer list, and uh, it's got some fun ideas for things you can put in a stocking this Christmas, and I'm pretty sure dollar store candles are part of the uh, <laughs> part of the deal. Remember, Advent starts this weekend. Get your free downloadable Advent calendar from us, Knowing Him by Name. Uh, we're going to have these resources and more at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Christmas Stories. And next time on Christmas Stories... Christmas is, is a very complicated holiday because it was actually two holidays that we put together. It was Christ's Mass which was the, you know, in Europe, in the old country, it was the Catholic Mass that celebrated the birth of Jesus once a year. But we combined it with St. Nicholas Day. And St. Nicholas Day was kids' favorite feast day 
A fascinating conversation with Phil Vischer, the creator of VeggieTales, about how Christmas became a holiday. On behalf of Lisa Anderson and all of us here at Focus on the Family, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Christmas Stories Podcast.